0: Ladies and gents, I'm back in the studio. I'm sitting across the table from a guy named Mike, who was here before, and he's back again. And we're going to do some spoken word with Mike Pearson. everybody, welcome back to Step Up to the Mic. My name is Corey Scally, and this is passionate people, passionate conversations, and to be honest with you, you never know what you're going to get here at Step Up to the Mic. You might get someone's intense story, you might get us talking about some really hard things, or you might get what, what's about to throw down today, but before I get to that, check out Ezekiel Project, New Philadelphia. Rick Ardondo is the f- founder of Ezekiel Project. Um, they're doing amazing things in our, in our community. Um, and so be sure to check them out, Google them. Uh, Also, if you could do me a favor today and you could go to Apple, uh, or I think it's iTunes and and leave me a review, go, go to Apple podcasts, leave me a review on, uh, I I like five stars. So if you can leave me a five star review, uh, that would be fantastic. And also if you could just go to your social media and give me a shout out, go on Facebook, go on Instagram, go on Twitter, go on YouTube. That's where I'm at. Um, Normally, people are going to navigate a little bit more to Facebook and Instagram, and that's cool. But uh, if you could give me a shout out, um, that would be awesome. And also remember, if you have any questions, thoughts, feedback, or you want to be on this podcast, email me at podcast at gmail.com, and we're going to get you hooked up. But that's all I got for you on that. I'm sitting across the table from Mike Pearson. Mike Pearson, welcome back.
1: Thank you. Hello, everybody.
0: That was a lot. I just said a lot in like 30 seconds.
1: You did get a lot of info in there. Yeah. What do you think about that? Feeling pretty professional in (laughs) here. That was pretty
0: cool. Feeling pretty professional. Yeah, I I guess I I didn't go to like radio school or anything like that. I just, I was a server for 10 years. You just like talking. I like talking. Thanks, Mike. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) no, good deal. Uh, You you were here recently, um, episode. Six, I think that sounds Gen Z steps up. It was me, Rick. You sit down with you and Isabel, Mm -hmm. talking about a lot of things. And man, it's one of the bet. It's actually one of the most listened to episodes that I've done. And so, if you haven't listened to that, you need to go back and listen to that. Um, pretty awesome stuff. But you're here today to do some spoken word. Yep, not slam poetry, not slam, not slam, but some spoken word. So, um, this is how this is gonna go is I'm gonna. Have him do some things that he's written. Um, I might bust out. I'm going to try to bust out one. We'll see how that goes. Um, if I like it, we'll keep it. If I don't, I'll probably just keep it. Um, and so, um, but yeah. So, so how long have you been doing this?
1: Um, in terms of spoken word, probably two years i've been writing for a while um it all came out of honestly i think a lot of art comes out of pain so Mm. i started writing a lot when i had that big dip before i came to off the wall that's when i really started writing and where i really found a passion for it and levi the poet and levi shown to me by caleb buckley right and he's god's used levi the poet to like god's done a lot through levi the poet man can you think of something on the spot that God has used through I, his... Poetry? I, I got his lyrics tattooed on my arm. It says, let God be wild and let me be free. That line kind of changed my life a little bit. Talk about that. Well, I used to put my God in a box. Mm. And he writes a song called The Dark Night of the Soul. Martin Luther wrote about a concept called The Dark Night of the Soul, where he felt like God had completely left him. And the song's about... A, a father and he sees his daughter dying and he's saying I thought I understood our doctrines I thought our doctrines said that everything was going to be fine and suddenly he's wrestling with this and he's saying let God be wild and let me be free let me break out of this this black and white doctrine and let me kind of embrace the gray hmm.
0: wow okay Awesome, you've met Levi twice. Met Levi twice. Haven't okay. had lunch with him yet. Haven't had lunch with Levi. Yeah. So just just so you know, if, if you and Levi cross paths again, mm-hmm. just be like, hey, listen, I did something on separate on my podcast. You need to check it out, course <laughs> gallery. I'll that, do my best, and he can give me a shout out. That'd be kind of cool. Okay, okay. Uh, not why I'm doing it, but it'd be kind of cool if it did happen. Um, let's jump in. Let's jump sure. in. Get, get, give us one right now. You, do you want to explain the heart behind it, or you want to do it after? <sighs>
1: Um, this is I'll just, pretty like organic. I'll just go right into it. Before I get into it, though, I yeah. do use a word. Um, it's a biblical word, but it may catch people off guard. But it's okay. there for a reason. What
0: I love about this podcast, raw, it's real, mm. it's open, it's honest. Uh, we just had Mallory uh, Renfrew come in, and she just shared her story, and very raw, honest. And I've had a lot of people come here. So, so I want vulnerable. I want honest. I want bold. I want Sweet. if it if it. Sometimes comes off as a cuss word. Then, damn it, let's do it. Okay? Cool. <laughs> so and if
1: I if I if I mess up, I'll just keep going. Right on. So. Right on. All right. So, let's, hey, so let's, let's do this. All right. I wrestled with the fire and got my payment. I paid blood to my desire, drop by drop. My wages being paid for the benefit of non-existence. I paid my dues. Oh God, I paid my dues. I paid my dues for a dance with the devil and a taste of his mysterious blues. Something so bright, so attractive, so pristine about a couple drops of blood for a little unclean. So I stuck the syringe in my arm and I drew. I dragged lines on my arm from my wrist to my elbow, up and down, draining the life from my body for just a taste of the kiss of death. I left scars on my arms for the taste. I left poison in my heart for the kiss and I'd be lying to you if I said it didn't taste a little like bliss. But I paid blood. I paid blood in my covenant with the dark. I found no light there, but I was okay. I liked the dark. I liked the way my blood no longer looked red but black. Every hue ripped out by the vacuum underneath my bed. I was whored out for my dues to a couple desires, and I bet you were too. My slave master held me over the pit, dangling from a tripwire. any second of mine explode. Not a bad deal, I thought. Draw my blood and I'll get the white light and a shot of euphoria in my temples and I signed up for the deal and I took a hit from the morning star. <gasps> It left me broken, despaired, and torn apart, and out of nowhere where I started, and out of nowhere it'll end, but I'm in this war for life, a battle to not pay my dividends, a battle to keep my covenant, a battle to keep my soul, a battle to keep my integrity, I won't be controlled by the seeds you've sown in my mind. I won't let the trip pull me down the rabbit hole. I'm taking the syringe out. I'm letting you go. All the white lights and glimmer that I've come to know. Goodbye, smoke. Goodbye, haze. Good night, my friend. Good night, my glorious days. Goodbye, white light. Goodbye, my taste. Goodbye, my lover. Good night, my favorite pain. That's it?
0: That's incredible. That's... That was like a... It's like being on a roller coaster and being like (laughs) going up the hill and be like,
1: here we go. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Talk a little bit. What was that called? It's called Ode to the Morning Star. Talk about that. Um,
1: So it's got a little bit from my past, a little bit from now. Um, Really, it's just about sin and the complete and. I I heard John Piper talk about sin, and he was saying how it's almost like we're paying blood every time we sin. We're almost making a covenant with the dark, per se. Not obviously, theologically, it's probably not right, but we're, we're making a covenant with the dark, and we're paying blood for it. We're giving away some of our life. Um, And Thomas Merton actually wrote about non-existence and how we create this false self. I was thinking about all I'm doing when I'm sinning is I'm creating this false version of me saying that I want that false version of me because sin by itself doesn't really make sense. It has no value, no eternal value in a Christian worldview. Mm. And it's just me wrestling through why am I doing this, and at the end I'm just saying I'm I'm letting it go. It, you know, it has some of my past and the issues I've had with some substance abuse and stuff like that, and it's just saying I, I'm letting you go. I'm done with you now. Mm.
0: That's incredible. we gotta we got to get you back. I know we're going to do a couple more of those. we got to get you back here to do your story. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. Sure. And just like I love when. People share their stories, Um, Mm. and so that's incredible. Um, Well, how old were you when you first did your first— or or you said two years ago? You've been doing
1: this for two years. Yep. You sound like you've been doing it for like 15 years. (laughs) I don't know. God's kind of just blessed me with an ability to share my thoughts. Um, Like I said, a a lot of of art comes out of pain. I think a lot of people who have felt a lot of pain um, are quite good at expressing it. Do do you— do you remember the first one you wrote? I do, actually. Do you have it still? I don't. It's in one of my journals. I don't okay. have it with me. What was your first one about? Do you remember? It was about lust, actually. Really? Yeah. Like, of all the ones that you wrote, it was about lust? Yeah. Really? Yep. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, It's got similar connotations, honestly, just about how, you know, I talked about, I painted this lady lust picture. And I talked about how I'm just injecting this poison into myself all the time. Um, Similar kind of things. I forget. I remember one line, I think. No, I don't. I just know a couple words. But how lust, I personified it and said they come in and she lies to you and she makes you think she's worth it and she's really not. Hmm. That's incredible. Man, that's incredible. (sighs) I have another one that I wrote soon after that called Cataracts.
0: I want you to share whatever you want to share. Sure. Um,
1: um, I got um, another one. You remember the one I did at the end of our last episode? I got the full version of that.
0: That's up to what you are call. Cool. What What would
1: you want to do next? Um, maybe we should lighten it up a little Lighten up, Okay. I got a good one here. This is, this is called Jesus in my eyes. Um, do you want to talk about it before? Yeah,
0: actually, I, I, wanna, I was going to say, can we switch it this time? I yeah. want Jesus in my eyes. Tell me about the heart and then, then
1: share. yeah. So, um, this is written about a situation where essentially I have this paranoia in my life, um, where sometimes (laughs) it sounds crazy, but it comes around and I think I'm poisoned. And there was a night when I was home and I was having this kind of psychosis like moment and my mother was there. And for some reason, my mother was the only thing that could comfort me. My mother's not really a believer, Mm -hmm. but I said to her on that night, like kind of in the middle of psychosis, like you look the most like Jesus that I've ever seen in my life. Um, makes me emotional talking about it, but, and I had another situation with my friends um, that was like that recently, and that's what I wrote it about. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, Let's hear. Sure. Can you see the Jesus in my eyes? See, I'm asking because I saw him in my mother the night I thought I was dying. Can you see the same compassion in my own gaze as I saw in hers? I stared into those pale blue dots and cried, Mama, I'm going to die tonight and I don't know how to tell you it's my time. And the closest thing I've ever seen to Jesus looked back into my own pale blue dots and described it was okay, everything is all right. And my makeshift Jesus held me by the hand and led me into my own little promised land, a night that I wasn't afraid of the looming reaper looking over my shoulder. Now, I don't know what Jesus looked like, but I know his eyes. And they didn't look like guilt or shame or the pain from a fight of over something worn over my face. My God, I can promise you he didn't boast about his rights. What a sick, sad way to tear us apart. And I digress. I know you don't want to hear about that any more than I do. But I caught my mother's gaze and it looked like the Jesus I've always dreamed of. I could see the Jesus in her eyes. Can you see him in mine? No, I don't know, but I saw him in my friends. I said, my friends, my dear friends, I don't know if I'm going to die tonight or tomorrow, but I got to get back to my hometown, oh God, my hometown before the poison eats me up from the inside out. The same Jesus I saw, my mother was in their eyes. Now, I can't really describe what he looks like, but it looked like a glow around their brows, a rectangle of light protruding out from their stare. They said, it's okay, it's fine, you're gonna be all right, now be a little vulnerable and let's work through those lies we see in your eyes. And I'd be lying to them if I said it didn't make a couple tears fall from mine. So I can't describe what Jesus looks like, but I saw it in their eyes. I saw the love and the compassion and the hope I've seen in my visions. And I've seen Jesus in the eyes of a hundred people since then. And I hope to God I can call the same look mine. No, I can't describe the feeling or the emotions or the peace I felt, but I hope you can see it one day. So I've seen Jesus in the eyes of a hundred people. And my God, I can hope you see him in mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that one a lot.
1: Messed up a little bit. Oh no, that's all right I't I don't even
0: know what you messed up on. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that okay. one does that take a lot
1: out of you? I don't know, man. it just like I said it, it's almost cathartic in the way that I can get it out and it feels like you know me a little more now yeah. and it's like anybody who hears this is gonna hear a little piece of my heart and I desire to be known I guess because I think if yeah. we truly get to know people, a lot of the hate that's out there disappears. Hmm. Um, I think so much of our hate is out of ignorance, and that's not like it's a super wise statement. Everybody knows that, but I think if we just took the time to understand people and their stories, we'd see how they've been nurtured to act in the ways that they do.
0: Right on. Well, if someone's listening to this, and, and this is very new to them, I imagine a question would be like, why, why is he, like, yelling? <laughs> you know, like, what would you say behind that? I don't know how else to get it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: so it's just just passion. I mean, just Yeah, really. For you to read it, like, if we're talking like this, it's just... It just, just ain't true Just then.
1: not the same I'm trying to express What's yeah. in there you
0: know? That was you saying Keeping it light right Is that what you just did Just now or you are like Well hey, it's, keep a, it light. it's about Jesus Right <laughs> <laughs> It's All a right. little better Yeah You know Can I try one Go ahead Okay I have to like spread out I don't know how spread. this is Going to go down I've never done anything Like this before And I just Want to um, try Something Okay Sure um, and I don't, I'm gonna close my eyes and I'm just, and it maybe, maybe it's more slam than it is spoken word. I don't know. Does it have to rhyme?
1: It doesn't have to rhyme.
0: because right, I'm not a rhymer, I just can't get that in me. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, there's a phrase that I live by, uh, love Jesus today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been saying that for past 10, 11 years. And so, um, <laughs> God just used that in my life. And so, uh, and, and to me, um, there's three words that I I live by because all we got is love. All we got is Jesus. All we got is today. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things that we have to hold on to. We don't have tomorrow. We don't have anybody else. And, and really the greatest of these is love. And so, um, you can say that to a non-believer. You can say that to a believer Mm -hmm. in their struggle, love Jesus today. And so, uh, it kind of, kind of hits everybody, whether that's a personal interpersonal or it's a a public group thing. And so, so I'm going to, because I've been thinking about, I know having you on here, I'm, I'm going to think a little, I'm going to work through trying to do this, and I it, I might mess up. So just, okay. don't grade me. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's see what I can do here. All right. Oh, I'm like nervous. I have to like enter into like this
1: Zen state, this superpower. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Love Jesus today. today.
0: I am not, nothing is written out. I'm literally just going.
1: I'm excited. Off my
0: heart, my mind. Here we go. Okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you know when you're like jumping in the pool and you're like, I know I gotta jump in the pool. And it's like, You don't wanna jump in the pool. Right, no. but you're like, All right, I'm gonna jump in. <laughs> and then you're like,
1: Just do it, man. Uh, it yeah, and
0: then you're just like, I'm gonna dip my finger <laughs> in the water. Yep, I'm gonna jump in. You know, you know I and mean? someone's like, Oh my gosh. Hmm. All right, here we go. I don't know why this is so exposing. That, that's
1: the beauty of it, man. What, why, is that, why do you, I feel you gotta, so? you gotta embrace the freedom. You gotta it's embrace the freedom to just express yourself. Okay, here we go. Just don't just don't laugh at me.
0: Don't make fun of me. I won't laugh at you. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Love, ah. love, 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 love. That's what we hear. That's what we know. Love, 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 love. But we do we really know love? You see, love is true. Love is real. Love is love is genuine, compassionate. Love is a doer. Love is the greatest of all these commandments that we have ever heard, but it's love. It's accepting people where they're at. It's, it's getting involved of what's happening in their life. It's love. It's putting your arm and hand around that person in their pain, in their dark, in, in everything that they're going through. It's love. It's love. It's agape. It's unconditional. No matter that the pain that they've given you, no matter what has happened in your life, you love. Father, forgive them for what they do not know what they do. What kind of statement comes out of that? Love. For he who, came, who knew no sin became sin on our behalf so that we would become the righteousness in him and through him. Who says that? A person of love. He's our father. He's our friend. He's love. Who is this? It's Jesus. The greatest name above every name. He is, he is on a, he's a king on a throne. He's your friend where you're at. He is Jesus. He's the lover of my soul. He's the person that knows me the most who's been there with me in the mess. He's Jesus. He's real. He's tangible. He ain't going anywhere. He's with me. He is the reason for every season. He is the one that has saved my soul. He's the one that rescued me out of pain, out of lust, out of anger, out of destruction. He is the passion behind everything that I do and everything I say. He's the reason I live, and he's the reason I will then one day die and live again. Jesus. And it's today. I don't have tomorrow and yesterday is gone. Today, that's what I have. That's what I have is I just have today. I, don't, I can't worry about tomorrow and I can't worry about my past because all I have is today. Love Jesus today. There is no better statement for a Christian, no better statement for a non-Christian, for you to hear these deep three words in the depths of your soul, where you're at, whatever you're going through, love Jesus today. Love Jesus today what do you think about that
1: that would be really good for one of those you know you see like on instagram Stephen furtick's like preaching they got like one of those really are you epic, calling me Stephen furtick no no no, no i'm not calling you can't be what uh like and it's got like that nice song going in the background yeah and like it gets you all hype that's what that would be good for.
0: what is that called
1: motivational i don't know <laughs> So that's not spoken word. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you could call it spoken could, word. Could you call it spoken word? It, it's probably more slam poetry, I suppose. It's not. okay. I don't know. I that was like on the spot. Right. You could probably just call it preaching. Was it okay? Yeah. Was it just, uh, yeah. So All art is okay, man.
0: <laughs> that's, that was hard. That's yes. not easy. It, man, that is not, <laughs> e- it's vulnerable. Right. It's like for you, for anyone to do it, like. That's that's hard. I, I just don't want people thinking that what you're writing and what you're doing is just anyone can do that. Just, do that. <laughs> just give it a shot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah.
1: Hmm. I got something that goes along with that.
0: I would love to hear. It. That was an interesting experience, right? That that is it like, freeing though? It was freeing. Like right? I, I almost want to like go
1: on the street and just do that instead of Yeah. some okay. people that yell, Jesus. <laughs> Sometimes my friends are around. And I'm like, guys, can I just like give you some of my poems? Because <laughs> like, I just stand there and I yell for like 15 minutes, and they're just sitting there listening to me. And I'm like, oh, I feel incredible. Just like getting it all out. Like, there's so much that we keep. And in that our, was like an exercise. That
0: was like a. That was fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Hmm. Do you do you ever find yourself like after that? You're like, I don't even remember what I said. Yeah. Because like I'm like I don't even know what I just said.
1: Yeah, that's. Well, actually, I hope yeah. I said everything that was true. That's how I feel when. I, I've preached at church a couple times, and I, I step down, and I'm like, yeah, I that's have what that feels like. no idea what just happened. Right. I just know that I shared about God, and that hopefully it came across, you know. Right. Interesting. That's, I would love for you to help
0: me take that mm-hmm. and turn it into something where I could read I Actually, I do I this thing
1: with people sometimes. I like to call it poetry, poetry or song therapy, and I'm like, okay, we're going to write a song or a poem, and they just sit there, and they okay. like, list something out. They list what they're feeling and I put it into words for them. I've done that with with some off-the-wall students. I've done it with some former off-the-wall students and I'm like, it's really fun for me and it's really, it's good for them to get it out and see, maybe I I can help people sometimes express what they're feeling better than they can express it themselves. And
0: maybe that's what I'm struggling with. Like, I feel all these things but I don't even know how to really express it. Mm -hmm. So, it's okay if you look back at me and went,
1: that was a good try. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, I don't... (laughs) It doesn't have to, like sometimes I'm worried when I'm writing a poem that it's not going to be good enough, but as an exercise to get it out, right? Like I wonder what it would be like if like five people got in a room and they just did that. Is there anybody in the Bible that you see or a moment like spoken word? Like, do you think David David was? I, I relate to David, man. Really? David's a swinger and I'm a swinger. Like, when you say swinger, what do you mean? He's up and down. Okay. Up and down, he's a roller coaster of emotions, and he—that's why I called it. David's my middle name, and oh, okay. also Here we go. the David of the Bible, and it's just—it's like he's
0: when so so often we read the Bible. I'm curious what would happen if you read Psalms hmm. the way that you read your spoken word, hmm. but did it in church, like before before we jump into worship. Mike's going to read Psalm 51. That would, that would be sweet, and he's going to read it just like this.
1: It would be it would be interesting. That would be
0: awesome, like, right? I want to make that happen. <laughs> okay, if you want to make that happen, <laughs> that's up to you. And really, you're just taking what you know—the word of God—and just mm-hmm. reading, reading a psalm or something. All right. like that. that's just reading the scripture. That's good. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, thanks for. Uh, I want to. I want to hear more. Do you got more? Yeah, I got. I, I want to hear two more. Okay, I hear sweet, two more because I have two more.
1: Okay, I have two more that I thought you'd like. Um, so. For this next one, this do one, ever, do you ever struggle with like insecurity after that? Cause like now I'm
0: over here. I'm like, I wonder what I'm just thinking right now. No, I think
1: if I've done it enough, it's okay. just, I, I get, if they want to think something, they can think something okay. like that's who I wholeheartedly truly am. And that's what I really want people to know. Right um,
0: I struggle with perfectionist perfectionism sometimes. So I'm yeah, like, I'm like, man, I know I was, I know I had, that was very just improv, but like that's just, it's just a heart, man. That's hard. That's good. <laughs> there's a lot. You know, when you just try something that you've never tried before and someone's been doing it, you just have more respect for them. Right. That's that's good stuff. All
1: right. <laughs> what, what do you got? What do you got next? Um, this next one comes, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, in, the, in the summertime, me, I, I was with a group of friends and I did some things that I shouldn't have done, like not big, horrible things. It was just like, I felt it afterwards and I was like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. One of my best friends looked at me in the eyes and he was like, You know, this is what grace is for. You're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to know the love of God in a whole new way. Mm -hmm. So I wrote this poem because it's called Stay for Grace in the Mornings. That's what he said to me. Um, And it's all about the things we, we can stay for the next day for when we do something that, you know, we're humans and we do stupid stuff sometimes, man. And it's just God gives us the grace to wake up tomorrow and feel a whole newness that we Probably would have never felt without that experience, and it's interesting.
0: Right on. Let's do it. Sure.
1: Stay for grace in the morning. The sweet lullaby sung by the cardinal outside your window, reminding you that newness is inevitable, not conditional. A sunrise brings a new day, no matter how dark and cold the sunset left the plains beneath your porch. Spring is coming. The winter ends every time, every year. Stay for joy in the afternoon. Radiance rushing through your veins a little like the poison you used to crave. They're not really comparable, are they? The coruscating light of the sun dispersing through the atmosphere like a heavenly kaleidoscope. I know you're left in the same slightly detached state that I am when I see it. How could we deserve this beauty? We both know that's the point. Stay for mercy on your worst nights. You'll finally understand when forgiveness is staring back into your eyes. It won't be cold like the lies you ponder over in the mirror. Pools forming underneath your brow are the evidence that your emotions didn't leave like you thought they did. You're still human, and I'm thankful for that. Stay for hope. A lack of it will decay you from the inside out. It's right around the corner. Just peek. Future events don't always have to shred your heartstrings with a serrated edge. A dash of optimism and trust goes a long way. Just commit a pinch. Stay for love. A hearth in your chest with a hug from your best friend. Stay for love. Microcosmic utopia exploding in your temples with every sentence thrown at you with the velocity of a baseball reminding you that you were never as alone as you thought lying motionless on your bed at 3am. Stay for love. Catch with your dad in your backyard on Thanksgiving afternoon. Stay for love. Your friends together in the same room. Their choice in that moment saying you're worth the time no matter how much you say in your own head you're not. Stay for love. Stay for love. Stay for love. Stay for love. It's out there. It's right here. Just reach.
0: That's good. I don't know much to say after you get done with these. I'm just I'm no. processing. I feel I'm feeling it like in, in good in a good way. Like I'm yeah. just like okay.
1: <laughs> I thought that one would uh, <laughs> relate to what you were saying.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I just I I just I
1: feel encouraged.
0: Hmm. You ever thought about like
1: you said you were, wait you said you're recording an album or something? Like, what did I, you say you're recording? Yeah, it? I have one track that I'm getting processed right now. Do um,
0: you put I, some music in behind behind some of these? Yeah. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. There's some of them I'm going to have some piano. Some of them will have some kind of beats behind them, and we'll figure it out. We'll just get some creative people in a room. I feel like if I
0: was driving, I'd, I'd listen to these. And I yeah. would just And then I'd get to my destination, and
1: I'd just be like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's <laughs> almost like emotionally exhausting yeah, to listen yeah. to, right? Because it. It hits all these things sometimes, even like reading them back and doing them, it brings back the emotions I felt in that moment. Okay. And it's like everybody can relate to, well, not everybody, I guess. I wish everybody, but a lot of people can relate to messing up and having somebody look at you and saying, it's all right. Like you messed up, I mess up, I give you the grace for it and now let's move on to tomorrow. And I think it's that relatability, especially in poetry. That's why I like it. There's there's a lot of relatability in it. Um, that allows you to feel those things that sometimes you think you can't feel anymore. Right. That's awesome.
0: You got room for one more?
1: I, I do got one more. Um,
0: cause we're about to hit the, about to hit the 30 minute mark, but I would love to
1: 30 minute mark, man. Has it been 30 minutes? A
0: 28, 28, 28, 30. Um, man. first of all, uh, cause I want you, I want your next one just to end it. Yeah. But, um, thanks for doing this. Thanks for sure. coming in. and. um, yeah, we gotta have you back and hear, hear your story. I think that would be really cool hmm. um, to hear just what God's been doing. And because last time we we opened, you shared a very little window of your story, but mm-hmm. I think it would be kind of cool to to really hear your story. Yeah, uh, as explicit as you'd like to give it. Yeah, but I always get afraid about my mother listening, but it's okay.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah a lot of people. A lot of people. Are, you know, what's interesting? A lot of people that come and share their story, there is a fear of like, if this person hears this, how is it gonna affect them? Uh, yeah, so, which I think is a I think is an understandable thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean But like Man Because it's not easy Coming in and talking About certain things no. You know But like I just feel like These 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 episodes Need to happen mm. People need to hear These stories Of like how God really Not just Man I struggled with This And but
1: I don't know What I'm saying <laughs> But I don't know You want me to explain What the next one is Yeah yeah on? Sorry 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 explain it And then um, And then that's gonna be it Sure. So so I saw a statement somewhere. I did this at the end of the last episode. I did the first kind of, you could call it stanza, I guess it's really a paragraph, um, about turning Christ into a fashion statement. And this is about me processing through the fact that I felt I came out of a life without Jesus. I came into a life with Jesus and Jesus, I treated him like my new toy um, that I wanted because it was a new image to craft. It was a new person to be, and of course, this is not all the feelings I felt. This is just the flesh part of me saying these things to me, Um, but I was processing through that, Um, and there's some other things in there, but it's called Christian Dior, um, and it's about maybe the church treating Jesus like we should it. Hmm. That's cool. Let's do it. (laughs) Whew. I'm afraid I've turned my Christ into a fashion statement, a countercultural way to once again feed my need for difference. I wear the cross like a badge of honor, boasting in a name and likeness I'll never achieve, but I guess that's the point, right? Right. But when my moralism, master's relationship, began to snarl at the world, I was caught with the blood on my hands, wa- nailing my savior to the cross once again more ravager than follower, warrior than priest, skeptical than faithful, more enslaved than released. The to-do list in my mind has encaptured the freedom I boast of, a servant to a schedule more monotonous than productive. I made God my Gucci, Christ my Christian, his death my Dior. I'm afraid I've run out of hat tricks and smoke bombs to haze over my cross belt buckle. Perhaps my inner imposter is beginning to shine through. My feet now pause and my teeth now fangs. I became the wolf I spoke against for months. Sewing together my contrived manipulations with the word of God. Profaning the light over the world and placing my favorite baroque lampshade over the bulb. I put myself on a pedestal for the world to see. The name of Jesus Christ engraved on the slab. Little did they No, I've been trampling on his name this whole time. Standing in the middle of my sanctuary, I began to wonder if my white flag would ever be raised. Liver punched, stunned and dazed, beaten and bloodied by my self-appointed praise. Nausea climbed up my throat, vomiting my pride and singeing my esophagus with the acidic tingle of anger. I hated the man I used to see in the mirror, so I replaced him with power-washed white walls and a military haircut. I don't know who I dislike more. I'd put a bullet in the mirror out of hate, but self-destructing my image never worked before. If only the eternal chisel worked instantaneously to rid the mirror's reflection of bleached enclosures and hidden floors. Something other than the clobbering of blows bluntly forming a sculpture too crude to fit in at any snobby art gallery. Perhaps an army needs to empty the closet, rid the backstage dressing room of self-indulgent beauty and heavenly face paint. Strip mall shopping promised purpose but provided disillusionment, materialistic machinations hidden behind the curtain of ethereal image bearing like the wicked witch of Western society. Her value became a confirmation that I was worth something. No longer were my works filthy rags when so applauded by a culture. Until I discovered the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow was never gold, but instead obsidian, despair, vanity of vanities and meaninglessness, comfortably nestled in a cauldron of ironic laughter, dismissing the dread slowly curdling at the bottom. And a thousand bags taken away began to chuckle at my insecurities, my integrity went astray. The gold insignia of nihilism shining on display from the skin above my heart. My windows now smash from the stones I've thrown from within my glass home. It's become a little colder at night since I tried to take your throne. It's become more chaotic since I imperialized your land. Become a little lonelier since I let go of your hand. In search of beauty, I found the darkest night of my soul. I searched for riches and I came back with fool's gold. Rid the spiritual psychologist the body has become. Eradicate the cynic beneath our smiling Halloween masks and tailored suits of fig leaves we use to cover the nudity you created, demand, and we ever so need. Help me to swallow the seeds from the apple so that the tree may grow from my stomach like my mother always said they would. Force me to gulp down the pride foaming from my mouth with every prayer I direct towards my chest with the signature gloss of lukewarm. Rebirth, regenerate, renew. Destroy the sculpture I made in me while we'll lying that it looked anything like you.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Step Up to the Mic podcast. Feel free to reach out to me for any questions or feedback. Hope to hear from you soon.